Welcome to episode 115 of The Endless Stream. I'm Aiden, and this week I'm joined by Kevin. We are two artists, illustrators, filmmakers, and all-round shit talkers, and each week we take some of The Endless Stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Hulu, Spotify, YouTube, Amazon Prime, Disney+, Plus, wherever you get your content. We take a chunk of it, we watch it, and we talk about it. This week we're talking about comics, we're talking about nerd news, we're talking about secret invasion, and we're talking about what's coming up in the world. we got Indiana Jones in the future as well. I think we talk about that. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast, heading over to iTunes, heading over to Spotify, liking, subscribing, rating, reviewing. All of those good things really help us out. On top of that, you can head over to Instagram, at The Endless Cast, where we put up art and clips to go with each episode. All of that being said, let's get into the episode. The prodigal son has returned. Kevin McNamara has entered the temple. Of the end of stream and it's great uh, his presence today you're welcome i'm grateful for you to meet me again thank you very much kevin thank you it's always a, a always a pleasure and a joy to have you here um this show is not the same without you um we've 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 scraped by these last few weeks um but now, now you can return us to the heady heights of success and, and, and uh, uh, critical theory and, and uh, evaluation. Of Amazing! The, uh, I actually tell, tell us what you watched most recently. I didn't. Uh, I actually didn't listen to any of the previous episodes where I wasn't on it because I don't really like to waste my time on boring things. Um, but uh, have I? What have I watched recently? Very little. I haven't watched anything up until this weekend, yesterday. And what was it? Well, I did catch I did catch some of Black Mirror during the week, but it takes me like three days to watch one episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. Why? I'm, I'm I have a lot on. I'm tired. By the time I get home, eat, and ready to watch something, I'm asleep. Okay. Um, I've been nonstop for the last like forever, as you well know. Okay. Well, where have you been? All over. I've been. I've been everywhere, man. That, that, that's a Johnny Cash song. I don't know the rest of the lyrics. I do know the rest of the lyrics, but I'm not getting into it. Um, where have I been? I've been on stags, multiple stags, multiple weddings. Uh, sadly, one funeral. Uh, yeah, I've been. I've been about town. I've been about town. Any, any, Everything's any a blur. Stag highlights. Oh, plenty of stag highlights. Uh, spending time, spending time. You know what? Spending time with the guys that I grew up with was amazing. Okay. I, some of the, we're all we're all spread across the globe. Uh, one of the boys is in London. One of the boys is in Canada. Um, a few that around the country and stuff. But uh, yeah, the stag and the wedding from one of the lads I grew up with was so good to hang out with all the guys you grew up with. Where did you go? What did you do? Uh, we went to Ratsala in Wicklow uh, for the wedding and it was a beautiful venue. The service was ridiculous. Oh my God, you wouldn't be on your last sup of wine before there was somebody there straight away filling your glass up again and the food was incredible. Uh, the stag, for that stag, we went down to Cork. I don't know if I said that because Brian was up minding the dog. I can't remember. Everything's a blur. Yes, you did say you went to Cork. Um, yeah, so so hanging out with my real friends, right? right. No, only because um, that. Uh, to be honest, uh, champagne for my real friends, real pain for my champ friends. How was that in twenty fifth hour? Oh, Edward Norton, twenty fifth hour. Yeah, yeah. And you said thirteenth hour. Um, Ed Norton, mm-hmm. Dustin S- Philip Seymour Hoffman, whatever his name was. No, that's that's like Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman. Yeah, D- Dustin yes. Philip C. What's his name? Dustin C- Philip Seymour, the Capote guy. Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's what I said. That's what I said. Philip Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> did you miss me, Eden? For the listener, it's four a.m. where I am. Uh, <laughs> he did this to himself. I did not do this to myself. I I I agreed to to. <sighs> I'm okay. I, oh, you can do that ASMR snore and stuff, and I can just kind of speak randomly over it. Me, 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 me. Uh, that wouldn't be surprised if you slept like that. 
me, 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 Um, so have you watched the new Black Mirror? I have not. I've I've actually watched very little Black Mirror. I'm not very um Black Mirror. I'll save I, it for I, Brian. I'll save it. I've, I've done Brian. a lot of like um Twilight Zones and Outer Limits over the years, and I've watched a chunk of Black Mirror, I guess. But um, Twilight Zones great. I'm, I'm such a a, a horror uh, rejector. Um, I watched. I'd be I'd be talking to some very very horror horror focused fans recently, and like it is funny. It's like just. Like again, through Chris watching Knock at the Cabin, and I watched Old. We talked about that in the last episode mm-hmm. as well. You've seen Old. I have. Um, it's old. Uh, I watched a chunk of Terrifier Two. Oh, I wanted to watch weekend. that. Um, it's. I didn't know what to expect going into that. Um, like I expected. I don't know. I think I expected like really schlocky, poorly made, whatever. Okay. The fuck, but like that was a an unfair evaluation. Like watching it was is extremely polished. Um, it looked great. It walked a f- it walked an interesting line of like, um, like looking a little soap opera y, but being in terms of like how how great the shots look yeah. and the color and the polish on it, and like having production value in it, and then just being. An absolute like, oh, how to describe it? It's it's just a it's a, a showcase of practical visual effects. Yes, yeah, that's kind of fun. Like it is and it isn't. Oh, it's you know? gross, like, is it? You only the only way you can get through it, or the only way I could get through it is like knowing that the actors involved are enjoying how gross the visual effects okay are. You know that sort of thing where it's like, hey, yeah. they're like. Yeah. It, it, the guy takes a woman's hand by those two fingers and pulls in opposite direction just splits it that happened in an episode of Banshee but maybe not as gross but it was pretty pretty brutal it's that is the beginning of a horrific sequence of events that happened Mm -hmm. to a lot of uh, uh, latex props but you are watching it going oh my god it's so okay Okay, that sounds a little extreme for my taste, but I it's, understand. You have to watch it going, that actress is, you know, you know probably a horror nerd and finds this funny in the way that people doing this yeah. thing find it funny. But like, yeah. I get you. Um, I get you. I watched, uh, but, so, but speaking of horror, I watched Pearl. Well, let, let's, we'll come back okay. to that in a second. Yeah. Just like the, give us your, give us your like new season Black Mirror thoughts. Um, that you've um, watched a bit. Oh, like kind of. So I've not finished the last episode just yet. Uh, the first episode I felt was the weakest, but that was also the most Black Mirror esque. Uh, and then. What's the first episode about? Uh, Jane is awful, or awful Joan is awful, or something. And it's about a lady who uh, goes on to uh, Netflix kind of parody called Streamery one day and sees that her life is being depicted. Uh, kind of like, say, basically, like, you know word for word on on a TV show and everybody's watching it going like what the hell this is her but it's starring Sam Hayek and it transpires that the girl inadvertently agreed to terms and conditions where an AI likeness could be featured on Netflix featuring her life trials and tribulations and drama and stuff you know mm-hmm. but uh, but, uh, but Sam Hayek is starring in it and then it transpires that Sam Hayek also signed her likeness over to this company to use for like say such a show but uh, when the girl finds out that the, the show is copying all of her life she tries to uh, she goes like crazy to try and just do something so you know reprehensible that a camp that you know not even Sam Hayek's AI likeness will go for it and then that mm-hmm. causes Sam Hayek to team up with the girl because they're both trying to take down the company that won't let them stop the production of the show hmm uh, so that was the first episode, and that was good. Or that was that was fine. I kind of like the twist at the end. It was a little bit She-Hulky, put it that way. Oh, okay, all right. It's sort of rug yeah. pull towards the end. Yeah. And um, so uh, the, the episodes are: Joan is awful, Lock Henry, Beyond the Sea, Maisie Day, and Demon Seventy Nine. Yes. Um, there might be a sixth one. I can't see it. Oh, that's it. Okay. I think that's it. Um. So, which is, have you watched most of them? Or I watched all of them. You? I just, no, no, I watched all of them except for the last one. I fell asleep during the last one. Okay. So, you've seen four out of five. Yes. Which is which, which is your favorite? Um, I think the Lock Henry one is good. See, basically what I'm trying to say, though, it kind of 
this a few of these episodes kind of take a departure from the typical like everything's based on social media or technology or x y and z you know um mm-hmm. i like the lock henry one it's kind of like a true crime creepy caper uh that was really good and i did really like the the aaron paul josh harnett uh beyond the sea episode that was brilliant that was good tv okay but that's a little bit uh, more black mirror-esque but but a little less so a little more black mirror-esque is important when it's black mirror yeah do you do you think the departure helped or hurt it you know helped you it helped it helped refresh? it oh i got I, I think black mirror is going so stale every episode was more or less kind of the what same if technology were bad yeah bit tropey um where this is a departure and it felt a little bit more like twilight zone and stuff which is a kind of like going back to the original black mirror yeah it kind of feels like episodes based in the uk are a bit more uh kind of horror orientated or uh yeah less 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 kind of futuristic and technology scary and social media is awful Mm. Okay, so uh, like, do you know if if there's going to be more Black Mirror or is I, this then? Well, I, 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 I'd say there's going to be more. Uh, one yeah. of the, the Demon Seventy Nine, I think, is the last episode, which is which I'm enjoying. I am enjoying it, and um, it's fun. But uh, Demon Seventy Nine, um, that kind of starts off like a Red Mirror production or something, which apparently somebody was telling me was going to be a Black Mirror spinoff that was kind of just going to focus more on the obscure, paranormal, and spooky. Okay, All you right. know where Just one would black mirror, classic horror. yeah, black mirror would be more futuristic, tech based, alt reality kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Where red mirror would be, and I don't know if that's going ahead or not, but uh, but I like the idea. You know, more anthologies, more horror anthologies, anthologies in general. I love them. Mm. Cool. But yeah, that's all I read. All I've watched in the last four or five weeks, which really was that season black mirror, which just came out, and the last season of Ted Lasso. Okay, did you enjoy Ted Lasso? Yes. Yeah? Not the strongest of all the seasons, but then also... The, the, the strongest is the first. Yeah. This is, I think this is stronger than the second. But uh, but a little bit, you know, I, the reason I think it also is a little bit bittersweet, you know? It's wrapping up storylines, you know? Yeah. I, I, I think I went into it loving Ted and loving the world, but, like, looking back on it, it's a real wheel spin type of show because like the stuff they do at Nate yeah ultimately is irrelevant yeah I didn't really I even said Deemer I wasn't keen on the fact that like kind of I thought it was great that Nate turned heel but then kind of when he kind of they did they had nothing to do with him when yeah. he did yeah because they couldn't get him out of he, he didn't sit naturally in that place yeah so it was a, it was a cartoon character to begin with um, um, the stuff they do with Ted it's like, did it? It took you three seasons to go. You want to be with your kid? I know. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, you, you, and I, I, I like Beard suffered from one of those things. The less I knew about you, the better. Yeah, I enjoyed. I know they had to like. I don't know. They could have done less with them, I guess. But I, I, I guess my thing with Ted Lasso is, uh, uh, ultimately, I feel like we didn't get much beyond like forced sentimentality to make us feel like people progressed but it's like uh, i i don't understand everybody made their own bed and then everybody fucking tried to like you know the way like uh, immediately nate uh makes a choice to you know turn heel as you say yeah and, yeah. and ends up working at that Rupert. Uh, football club and then has to walk it all the way fucking back and in the very same way, then if you take it back, Ted chose to come to London, and then over three seasons decides to just walk it back. It's like, yeah, what? What did we? Why did we do this? Um, I can't remember. Did they, did they win the the champion in the end, or they lost it? They qualified. I can't even remember. I can't remember. Oh, they, if they won, but they qualified to get into the Champions League. They got, yeah, sure. I don't think they won, but they qualified to get in the Champions League, and then. Yeah he quit but like yeah at the same time though it is kind of just like it's like dude you're three seasons in this club why are you still here yeah. <laughs> you know you do have a kid the the, the uh, like the superstar footballer that they brought in but then they walked him uh, out yeah 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 yeah, um, yeah. Uh, that was funny I was kind of thinking like oh this could be terrible but that was kind of funny but um, but I suppose though because they had to kind of be like no the team get it there through their own merits not because of a superstar footballer yeah 
Yeah. And then the the restaurant that Nate was trying to go to, Taste of Grease, where, something like that. Yeah, yeah, where the the Mater D, like the insinuation in the first one was either it's racist or classist reaction to the guy. She won't give the guy the table. Yeah, and he, you know, it thinks like that is the only sort of reasoning we're sort of given for, or maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something, but it feels like the reasoning we're given for him being rejected and rejected every time he tries to go to that restaurant. Yeah, it was. And then it they like, walk her back to the point of like, what? I know. Now they're, now they're a couple? How is that? Did she, what? Yeah, some, some strange things. Um, I like, look, I like Ted Lasso, but I felt the season suffer from just trying to wrap it up quickly in one season. And I felt that uh, sometimes with Ted Lasso, it's like you kind of forget how wholesome the show is and then how forcibly wholesome the show is. Yeah. You know, because like, like we like again, like we 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 kind of, yeah, we know what kind of culture that's involved in in football, mm. and this show is a very Americanized depiction of. Yeah, I do wonder if we won't look back at Ted Lasso in years to come and just go, you know, like this was a success, a success, and people loved it, but like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, possibly. Like, here, look, I like season. Like, I, look, it's 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 an enjoyable show. Yeah. Season one and two, actually, I think are good. Uh, I think season three is not terrible by any means. I think, I think they're all of, of the same caliber, really. Yeah, but it's just, just like you get to the other end of it and you're like, what was the point? Okay. Well, there's potential for spin-offs, apparently. Uh, but like, I do like Roy Kent. I like Jamie Tart. I like Keely. Yeah. I, I like like some of some like the characters are brilliant in it for sure. Uh, yeah. But I was just going to say the uh, I think I think one of the things because they obviously have season final season they want to wrap storylines up and blah blah. blah. Yeah. Like I, here, don't get me wrong. I laughed and enjoyed it ninety nine percent of the time. But uh, it's just because of the final season and trying to wrap things up. I feel it suffered. You know, less Ted Lasso. Yeah. And I wanted more to yeah. that. So yeah, uh, Chris and I were watching it, and we, like we were, like we were talking about the idea that like um, it's fun watching a show where people are like involved in a thing and trying to make it run and working their own de- own departments of it. Yeah, and we get to see that operation. And we came into a show about Ted Lasso trying to like get a football club going. You know, yeah, and and all the squad and the 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 cogs and the pieces that make that work, and then season three, like the majority of the people aren't working about the football club, and they're just like it's the interpersonal relationships. You don't see that much Ted either, and we're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Are you, what what is this? Um, again, not terrible, just like I don't know. I, I I was a little bored. Like it was a bit of a slog to get through. Um. Like they were hour long episodes almost, which I don't think the first season was. I feel like maybe there were more episodes and they were half hours, but um, they were long. Um, I watched. Uh, it sounds like you didn't get a chance to, and I'll try and talk vaguely about it. But I watched the first episode of Secret Wars. Oh, I watched it! I watched Secret it. Invasion. Secret Invasion. I did watch it. Actually, I did. I got. I got a chance on Friday to watch it. Okay, give us give us your thoughts on Secret Invasion. Great. You okay. probably didn't like it. What did you What did you like? Um, well, I was actually surprised with kind of the quality of it to a degree. Mm-hmm. Some of the shots look don't look great and all that kind of stuff. I will admit that, but uh, but I think it could be a fun espionage action thing. Okay. Um, geez, I'm trying to remember, pal. I should mm-hmm. really watch these things more mindfully instead of just turning my brain off and drooling and going. <laughs> Um, that was a wank at the end of it, was it? No, it was um, more me going. Huh, huh, huh. Okay, well, wank you've, got the, you've got the opening section with Martin Freeman, huh? You got the opening section with Martin Freeman. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I knew, traitor. I knew it wasn't. He wouldn't wear a neck oh. scarf like that. <laughs> yeah, the minute you see that hat. Yeah. Um. Then uh, Nick Fury comes back to Earth. Yes, which which is uh, when he walks out of the the spaceship, mm. it's it's weird because it's just like why why did you like that so fake looking? Like it just doesn't look good. But mm. like it's just like we're not going to get into at all how people are getting up or down from the space station. We're not even going to show you the ship. We're just going to backlight Nick. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's just like that's just it just it was an odd choice and it was unnecessary. But I, I you know like, as in like they 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 could have actually just done a lot. More, like, they could have done a lot less to make it look more realistic. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, but um, I did like. Uh, sorry, I I I really like the. Um, I can't think of his name, but he's the scroll, the main scroll guy. Talos. 
yes, I really like him as an actor and a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, was well, go on, anyways. You you do break no, down. No, no, that. no. no. Yeah. I'm, I'm no, trying I'm to get. I'm trying to. You said you watched it, so let's recap it. If we were trying to get it back into your head about the things you liked about it, or the, at least what the things that happened in it, and then we can talk about what you liked about it. Yeah. Um, what do you think? So of- he gets back to. He gets back to. Nick comes back to Earth. Meets mm-hmm. up with Talos. Mm-hmm. They give us an exposition dump. Mm-hmm. He meets Olivia Coleman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In Russia, they she have was great. To get the um, there's bombs. We meet the resistance organization. Um, uh, so they try and get ahead of the bomb thing, and then there's uh, kind of an action to. Oh yeah, sorry. That that was great. I like that whole like uh, bait and switch type of thing and chasing the guys down and stuff. That was great. Mm-hmm. And. Oh, yes. Uh, now I'm remembering. Yeah. And then the end of the episode, you remember. Yes. Um, well, I mean, I don't think, I don't know that it's a spoiler, but. Um, but spoiler alert. But spoiler alert, I guess. Um, it is dealt with in the media um, and the advertising around it. But I, I actually, I won't even, I won't even say it. But just the way the episode ends, the episode ends. Um, so. I was just going to say though, I really like the 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 chase scene kind of between was it and Nick Fury and the other scroll that was like constantly changing and all this kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, that was that was kind of nice. The little like they walk behind a wall and somebody else walks out behind yeah. it. They, yeah, like that really was kind liked of all that stuff. Cute, and he um, was he like he was very anonymous, kind of standing bit among all the destruction and stuff. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your hopes for the rest of the season? Uh, I'm always hopeful for these things, pal. The only thing is, I was shocked about the the AI uh, uh, intro, mm. and uh, I don't know if it's there yet enough to. But obviously, Marvel probably filled it enough with their own original art to come mm. to come up with this thing, and they did it in a, in a such a way. But uh, but I think it could have been actually. If, I think like you know they sh- they could have used that as a vision board and then go off and do an actual human-made one that would have been cleaner and nicer. So the opening credits of this movie are, or this show are kind of controversially uh, created through an AI image or video generator. Um, people are pretty annoyed because they feel it's undermining the work of uh, you know very hands-on artists um, that would do these credits ordinarily. Um I'm somewhere in the middle because that's what I do. I I fence it like an asshole. Um, what do I do? Hundred percent. I don't want. I don't want AI doing these things. No, well, it doesn't that look good. Said if the if the uh, if the department that makes the opening credits of these things was made up of artists that were like, we can get this job done quicker today and get on with it. But beyond that, cost and consideration, whatever, it is a very valid argument. That here is a tool that is controversial and uh, is getting flack for uh, replacing human creativity or uh, replacing Mm -hmm. uh, human involvement Mm -hmm. and being sometimes indecipherable from human work or indiscernible Mm -hmm. from human work and um, sometimes feeling human but also feeling weird and off. I think that's very, very on theme for what this show is dealing with in I, terms of shapeshifters. I agree, 100%. Um, so, so they're not quite human, trying so to pass off a human. they're not quite human. And I yeah. think, fuck it, I, I actually think it's a great idea. It was, I thought the same as well. I thought like, I was like, either they have a really good PR person that, that managed to spin it that way, yeah. or it was intentional. But no, I'd imagine- I, I think there's no way it's not intentional. Now, did somebody go, and it'll be cheaper and quicker, and we'll see if we can work on this, with this way in the future? That's a bit shadier. Um, what I would love to see is the type of thing we've seen with Andor and the like Perry Mason show and stuff where over the course of six or eight episodes, the credits change to reflect the narrative. And if by the end of it, these credits were something way more human um, as, as the world becomes clearer and solider as the narrative comes along, um, I, would be, I would be really impressed if that were the case. I sadly do not think it is, but that would be the... That would be the arc of this thing creativity, creatively for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy it. Okay. Okay. Um, 
I wanted to and everything they were saying about it as a, a piece of espionage television was like right in my uh, wheelhouse and you know oh it's going to be like um, it's going to be like you know uh, the Winter Soldier Captain America the Winter Soldier and it's going to be like whatever the hell else but like it uh, okay so the the opening thing got flack for being an AI generated mm-hmm. credits I was watching and I don't know why of late I'm getting really picky on scripts and line delivery and I'm like I didn't like the script it like anytime anything gets espionage anytime I hear the word dirty bomb I'm like okay we're back in the late 90s early 2000s when they started in like using that phrase because it's a it's a terrorist buzzword that audiences can get behind yeah I love uh, the opening Martin Freeman scene with the guy like there is no way in hell they did not watch the Charlie Day scene in It's Always Sunny where he's like like trying to like like solve the conspiracy that's happening in the office he's working in because that guy was giving it loads of like shoulders up around his neck and pointing at the board behind it. it's a conspiracy it's out of control well, but it goes all the way to the top like it, I could not get that Charlie Day I thought I, I thought of it but I thought of the scene alright but kind of didn't didn't uh, uh hinder me i I, f- I found it distracting um the scene where talos and uh samuel l jackson go to um interrogate the the bomb maker guy um i, I was like this felt like they took the scene in pulp fiction where jules and and um uh, vincent are you know trying to get you remember this this the fir- the next time we see them where he's like is Marcellus Wallace a bitch or they're trying to like get the suitcase back you know that in the yeah, apartment yeah, thing yeah, yeah. like like Ezekiel carry a big stick you know like like it, it it felt like they were just like using that as a roadmap for like you get one you get to lie to me once you get to the whatever twice you know but boom goes the dynamite and I'll shoot you in the, like it it really felt like like it felt like they had chat GPT write a script oh, for a spy God. show Referencing Pulp Fiction, referencing Charlie Day, referencing whatever. I was just like, these are boilerplate scenes that are boring and bad. And I just did not enjoy it. Um, Like, the stuff with Olivia Coleman, she's, she's so fucking chipper and undermining the space. And it's the same thing that Julia Louis-Dreyfus is doing. Um... What about Amelia Clark? Hmm. Yeah, and Amelia Clark is in there as well. Um. So okay. Uh, uh, Talos for the and listeners at home. Aiden looks. He looks sad. Talos and Samuel L. Jackson are uh, engaged in this sort of like interrogation, while Maria Hill is waiting out in the car. We have her following Amelia Clark. Uh. We see a whole action sequence. I say action sequence. Fight between Talos and the bomb maker who is a scroll. And he's like, no, oh, yeah, this, was, ha- this like has that. to be. This is my battle. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like he has that moment. No, this is this is my battle or whatever. And it's like we have no like that sort of phrase is used when like I think about something like Lethal Weapon 1 or other things like that where like. Uh, a character has been a menace has to beef. your hero yeah. throughout an arc. So there's a grudge being built up so that when he says, no, don't you intervene, this is between me and him, that's earned. So when Talos is giving you that sort of angle on it, I'm like, I don't know your relationship at all. Why is this your battle? Just let fucking Samuel Jackson hit him in the head. I think it's, I think it's his battle because it's of the same species, the same race. There. I I remember kind of. Uh, hold uh, on, let me just finish that. Right. Oh yeah. Um, he Taylor's is left sitting on his ass, kind of depressed there, and then we come to that scene in the alleyway where Kobe Smulders gets hit, and Amelia Clark is walking away, and then all of a sudden Taylor's is beside Kobe Smulders, going, "Where'd he go?" And he's like, "Hold on, how did you get from there to here?" Like, 
it didn't link up. He talks to Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark goes back to the base and then he talks to her again. It's like, when did you two agree that you were going to have meat in a secondary location to give us more exposition? And that's his daughter. But that, that's the character. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's a little bit of a reveal, but like, oh, it's sorry, not a, it's not, it's not like you didn't <laughs> see it coming. Um, I didn't see it coming. But it's it's the two of them meet in that thing, and there's a tense standoffy thing. She goes back to base, and then there's a scene with the two of them meeting in an alley, and it's like, why why didn't we do this exposition dump in one place? Also, he lets her walk away with the bombs. At that point, she's got a backpack full of bombs, and she stopped because he's got a gun pointed at her. Sorry. This guy's trying to blow up and eliminate the human species. Like, yeah, whatever kid. about your relationship issues, get the fucking bombs? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, buddy, I, I don't know. I was like, what the fuck is this? You know? Mm-hmm. I was hoping for things to be like, like, okay, Samuel L. Jackson's walking around with a bit of a limp and he's walking and people are like, you feel like you're out of step, you're not keeping up. Um. And it isn't like, I, well, I was hoping for there to be this moment where it's like, you think I'm not ahead of this 12, like, and the limp goes away and he's suddenly been playing everybody this whole time to look weak. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't do that. Um, Saber again, we're still like since the end of Spider-Man far from home. We've known that Talos is it far from home. It's not even no way home. It's the end of far from home that we see that, Nick Fury is Talos. Mm-hmm. So that's a while. And then we have that reveal of him on the space station. Have we seen the exterior of that space station? We've heard it called Saber. We have no explanation as to why or what Saber is just yet. We're still like just talking about this as if it's like maybe in the comics there's a lot of understanding of what this is and there's a lot of like guesswork, but like it's still this vague concept. No one's gone, hey, Nick Fury has been assigned to a thing in space and he's up there doing whatever. We've got no context yeah, for this yet. I was tempted to read the Secret Invasion comic because uh, it's on the Marvel Limited app. But they've expressly said, they told the director and the writer, don't look at the fucking comic. We're not doing anything to do with it. Oh, okay. Because uh, this, is this to quote, is born out of the spark of electricity and relationship that Talos and Samuel L. Jackson had in... In Captain Marvel, okay, and they they went about putting together a project for them to work on. I was like, well, and then the director of the thing, like the writer's credits, I I'm not overwhelmed by the director's credits. He directed uh, two episodes of Condor, which is an espionage series for like Hulu or something. Uh, God, Criminal boy. Minds, Hand of God, The Looming Hand Tower, of God is good. The Calling. There's a lot of there's a lot of TV that is grand, but like you're saying, Hand of God is good. That is an Amazon show with Ron Perlman and Dana Delaney. Looking at the poster of it, um, honest to God, I've never heard of it. Okay, it's good. Um, it's, I'm sure it's fine, and I think I that's liked the it. problem with it. But it's um, fine. so so it's a thumbs down, most definitely from you. I they every time they have to run, everybody looks so old. The camera movements are so slow and clunky. I I, I was baffled watching it. I was like, "How is this this bad?" Wow, jeez, I I, I I thought it was re- really good. Yeah, but, uh, I know, but I'm and, I'm and, also and, and I know that I've seen people react positively and I've seen whatever, but it. it I think the thing is, it falls into a category of. Like, okay, uh, uh, peacock streaming service mm-hmm. uh, uh, espionage show that somebody's watching, but Me. I don't expect that from Marvel. I expect top tier. Treadstone, Treadstone is another like Amazon uh, uh, born identity spinoff TV show that ran for two or whatever seasons, and everybody's great in it. Well, I say everybody's great. Everyone's fine. Everyone's fine. Um, it's just not it. The first episode is not doing it for me. Okay. Um, and I, I'm tell you, I'm not really optimistic for the rest of it. Um, I'm just trying to think that the the chase Kobe Smulders. Let's uh, let's let's not let's not uh, <laughs> no. let's not let's 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get spoiled, but like the moment they walk around a corner and it's just like right, we're in the darkest room we can get with as many close tight cuts as we can possibly get, so the actors are nowhere near this. You know what I mean? Like yes. this, uh, I was saying let's not get too hung up on you not liking a show. Let's let's move on for a second. Alright. So, because, so, like, as in, like, you know, let's let's try and fit, fit in as much as we can. So, let's yeah, try so, and what? Fit in as, fit much, it, as, fit as much as we can. Let's so, not okay, get okay. too bogged down, you know. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, but if we, here's the thing: we both shit out of we're, avoiding the, we're avoiding the spoiler content of it. We can both talk about it. Um, but well, okay. okay. Well, I, no, I was going to say though, no, because I, I want to say something. But what I was going to say is, well, I remember when I watched when I read comics uh, when I started getting into comic books, the scrolls were far more like a formidable foe, and like where like they were kind of like you know Jesus. They're fucking. Mm. They're so capable of anything. They're so strong. It's scary. Yeah. You don't know who's scroll or who's not. Uh, they're not as uh, as, as f- kind of uh, foreboding or uh, not foreboding. They're not as uh, kind of. Well, they were at the start of Captain Marvel, but they just undermined that. Okay. Um, do you do you not think? Like, I remember seeing the like when you remember. when you think back to watching it and how like creepy it was and how well done in the Captain Marvel movie it was, where you know they arrive on the beach and you see some humans and it comes back and you see that they've taken the form of them and like the fact that they could be anywhere, or they could be anyone, mm-hmm. was kind of creepy. And like Talos when they were. Um, breaking into that military base to get the whatever details again in Captain Marvel and they they're flying away like he's a he's a threat it's just that he becomes this kind of comedy thing in the third act of it yeah and yeah i i just i i'm not usually as as firmly cranky about a show but like i was oh no i'm i'm i don't know i think i'm i think i'm pretty i think i can be overly critical but I try to be balanced. Um, so what did you like about Secret Invasion? I honestly don't know if I can say I liked anything about it. it. Because, like, at the start, okay, there was, like, some clever stuff. I mean, I guess, I mean, like, that... When Martin Freeman and the other guy are running up the building and you get the shots of the lights coming up, that's a nice simple effective thing um that shot that you talk about towards the end where um the shapeshifter is like shifting through a number of things and and uh, nick fury is kind of pursuing them but like how is this any different than the villains in uh, falcon and the winter soldier well yeah for sure to just another faction kind of splinter cell faction type of thing well look it remains to be seen um but it's it's another bunch of villains played by uh B list up and comer television actors. Well I they're like, oh they're I, good looking and they can deliver a line, but like I don't give a but fuck. But I think Olivia Coleman is far from B list. I think she's incredible. She's not the she's not the villain. Um but not, uh, you don't think she's gonna be a villain? I, d- I don't know, but she again kind of like when it was Robert Redford in The Winter Soldier, um he played it so straight and um, has a, a an espionage history to him. Olivia Coleman, it was I don't know. It's just distracting. And Julie Louis Dreyfus is doing the thing as well, where again she's just swanning in, and I I don't know. It just it didn't it didn't. Oh, were you extraordinary? Oh, great! You've got over mediocrity. Ha, 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 ha. Okay, <laughs> well, you guys can leave. Ha, ha. Let's sit down. Oh, oh, Nick, do you remember that time in Budapest? <laughs> I'll like, remember. You've never Budapest. been as slow before, Nick. I would have seen you coming in, and then he's like, "I'll let you guys get me so that I can come and talk to you." And it's like, "Hey, oh, yeah, now that you think about it, that does seem like the possible reason thing for it to do. That makes actual perfect sense. I should probably." Trust my instincts that I've known you for thirty fucking years, and you're very good at this. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> okay, uh, and there's this this stuff like okay, I'm getting hung up on the technology, but if you go back and watch the little like camera recording footage that they're watching because Nick planted a little bug in the room, mm-hmm. like are those okay? Is that camera taking footage of two individuals in a room? 
ignoring their space relationship, bringing them closer together for the sake of projection and showing them to Samuel L. Jackson in the other room? Or were these two human beings standing a foot and a half away from each other at a 45 degree angle from one another? Because go and look at the staging of that little shot where like Olivia Coleman's looking this way and the guy she's talking to is talking that way, but they're a foot away from each other. So what is that? The footage from the office? Because that's fucked. I really do get the sense that Olivia Coleman delivered those lines to nothing. And then the other guy delivered those lines to nothing. And then they put the two things together in a visual effects shot. It was crap. Just give us the scene. In an effort to give us some weird holographic technology, they could have just given us the scene in the office where Olivia Coleman gets to act opposite a human being. And then we go back to a shot where Samuel L. Jackson's watching the conversation on a screen. Fair. So you're looking forward to episode two? No. You giving the episode thumbs up or thumbs down? Uh, I'm going to give it a thumbs up and be optimistic. Okay. Um, I think it is like the the scroll that goes to the gate to join the scroll community. Very simple TV thing. Show us your true form. He goes, show us your true form. He could change form however the fuck he wants, but instead he takes off his hat. The hat comes over the face. The visual effects noise plays. And now he's in his scroll makeup. And then he changes back to himself. And the hat comes back over to hide the visual effects taking place. And the hat comes back on. The guy that gets shot and reverts to the scroll thing, you just hear the noise off screen. They're like, it, it's efficient TV budget filmmaking, but they're just hiding visual effects to avoid cost. And I guess it makes sense, but it's just like, it's just all things that add up to this feeling crap. Fair. Speaking of other crap things, uh, did you watch Craven the Hunter trailer? I did, yeah. Do you mean you mean Morbius the Lion Man? Yeah, yeah. Um, do you mean... <laughs> it's lion time. Uh, lion's blood into his... Yeah. Into his do, you know the, do you know the other movie they cancelled, El Muerte? Yeah. It's about a Mexican wrestler that yeah. gets his blood exposed to something and has superpowers. Oh, really? Yeah. What? What? What, Sony? Why? Um, what did you think of that trailer? Oh, no. Not not for me. I think the the, the only... The only thing that was I found remotely intriguing is it in it, and it's it's not good either. But like, don't get me wrong when I say this, mm. it's not good. But the only thing I found remotely intriguing was you will see why they call me the Rhino, and that was it. They, they've yeah yeah uh, okay. Yeah, I can see why it's fun. I didn't know that I didn't know that we were going to have a, a Rhino thing, but um. Will we see why they call you the rhino? It's probably because you're the rhino and you're in... Like, we know this but character. But it was better when he was a guy stuck in a suit. Well, yeah. Um, well, that's... A, yeah. I don't know. I don't uh, know. Yeah, man. It adds a little bit of extra whatever, you know? Storyline, story arcs, character, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, But he, he's... Let me guess. He was a zookeeper that got caught in his enclosure with a rhino... And a meteor hit, and he got some rhino blood in his blood, and suddenly he's got the strength of the rhino, and he can see as far as a rhino, which is actually not that far. They're pretty short-sighted. Um, but he has tough skin like a rhino. I, I, I was in the the opening of that Cra- Craven trailer was like, okay, here we go, Craven the Hunter, famous Craven the Hunter, Craven the Hunter. It's Craven the Hunter. He is a human man who hunts things. Okay, let's go. Oh, it's not Craven the Hunter, it's Craven's son, who's taking the mantle of Craven the Hunter, and he has superpowers, and he's immediately, like, doing, like, sniffy vision, and he can, like, camera flying through, it, it's all the visual effects package that Sony have paid for, and at this point it feels like it's off-the-shelf stuff that they're just, like, using, like, they're not doing anything... Like, I feel like there's one guy in there who goes, okay, well, we'll give it to the old first-person camera through the city, then we'll give it the old <sighs> motocross it's, it's bike thousand. Off of thing. It's 2000. They're still doing people on doing, like, motor, there's a motorbike jumping Venom, there's probably a motorbike jumping this, there's just, it's just, ay 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 man. It's from, it's, it's an, a relic being. Which is a shit, like, it's, it's a, sh- 
was about to say I like the cast in it, but it's like I like Russell Crowe. I like, is it Aaron Taylor Johnson? Is Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't really know there anybody else in it. He's good, and he looks good in the role, and he looks convincing. But like, boy, this stinks. This has got a stink on it immediately. I and and the suggestion that Craven is going to tie into the next Spider-Man movie. And it's like, they are so desperate to use the characters that they have rights to, that they're trying to turn everyone into a fucking superhero or an anti-hero. And it's the fact that Venom worked for an audience, financially, I don't think Venom worked at all over two films. I, I don't like those films. Um, the fact that they were Even I have all, a line. Um, Oof, I don't know. It's it's rough, dude. It's rough. It is rough. Um, it is rough. And the writer's strike going on at the moment is... Uh, is... It, it's another example of me believing remotely some marketing where they're like, we're pushing everything back. It's going to get pushed two years based on what's happening with the writer's strike. And we're going to take a moment to restructure and whatever. And if you tell me you're going to take two years, slow down, and start making stuff of better quality, fucking amazing. But what I expect to happen there is probably a lot of people aren't going to be working on these projects anymore. You're going to start over. You're going to ditch projects altogether. You're going to change the visual effects houses you're working with. And you're going to ask less of them for more money. And I mean, you're going to pay them more to do less because that's how you're going to get better quality stuff. But I don't, I don't entirely think they're going to do that. I think they're still going to be churning out mediocre visual effects on as cheap a budget as they can. Yeah, to be honest, sometimes it's not. Dude, the, the problem with these movies isn't the the, the special effects. You know, no, it, it it's it's hiring. Again, you go back to the very start of Marvel, and they went, "We're putting money into Favreau. We're putting money into Branagh. We're putting money into." director after director, actors of highest caliber that they could get. You know, like Robert Downey Jr. was granted a troubled history in the man, but an A-list actor yeah. with Jeff Bridges. Fucking Anthony with, Hopkins and, you know what I mean? Like, they, they went yeah. for it. Samuel Jackson, you know? Yeah, they, got, ca- they got actors of great... great uh, yeah, and then these are, these are some mid-fucking performances. And I... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but, it's just, it's just, you know, how many, how many superhero daddies is, is Russell Crowe going to portray? But, <laughs> uh, but it's just like kind of, oh man, I don't know. I don't know. Like, there's obviously, there's, there's properties that Sony own hmm. within the Spider Man universe that they could do an actual superhero movie based on instead of like so, like so, so, like, uh, clunky trying to make these villains heroes but forget superhero as well okay the first one my mind goes to is spider-man you got the black cat right like crime heist movie you know don't give her superpowers she's a cat burglar she wasn't bitten by a radioactive cat with cat vision and can can got nine lives let's just do a fucking heist movie she's a burglar um yeah, you just got people in that don't get it. And like the the advantage of Feige behind Marvel the entire time was like he, he got it. And even there they're they're just dropping the ball. It's just too much. They're too much yeah, we're too big. Um but I hope that Hypno Huster still comes out. Which comes out? Oh Hypno Huster. That's not gonna fucking happen. <laughs> yeah. Um but like Donald Glover's gonna take a fucking paycheck for a year and a half. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I'd be very surprised if we see a hypno hustler show, movie, movie. Um, the other thing I watched this week or over the last week and a half is uh, it's on Amazon. I highly recommend it. I'm going to go positive. Jury duty. I've heard of this. Yeah. So without going too far into it, it is a reality show. It is following the. Uh, the ups and downs of jurors appointed to a case and the the two-week, three-week life they have while sequestered in this 
or you know in relation to this particular crime and uh you know it's a it's a court case in la so you know okay there's a bunch of strangers and whatever in it but uh you know james marston is there because he got called to jury duty which just happens uh, but the premise of the show is it's completely faked. Everything is, everything is a show for one of the jury yes, members. Yes, yes. And you know this guy is just put in the middle of oddness for yeah. say seven episodes. Yeah, I've heard about it. I'll check it out. Don't give me don't no spoilers. It's so fucking funny, man. It's so funny. Okay, awesome. Uh, it's it's uh, a piss rainy day here in Dublin, so you'll fly through it. Yeah. The characters are likable. They they walk a line sometimes of like you're watching it going, how can he not know that this is fucking lunatic? How can he not know that this is faked? You know, mm-hmm. um, and you start to he's the guy is also. I want to believe when I see these things. I'm also like I want to believe right, and the guy is lovable and sharp and. Um, and and funny and kind and it's like I want this guy to be real, like it, it's it's not um, it is not too much of a spoiler again because it's not a narrative spoiler. Mm-hmm. But like the first time he's sitting in the waiting room with James Marston, and somebody like recognizes him and he's sitting next to him and goes, "Oh my god, you're the you're the guy from X Men," you know? And he like he gets it. And he's like, "Oh, you're you're him." And Marston's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in." I, I love James Marston though. He's I mean, some movies you've seen, and he goes, um, he's like, he starts name checking films, and he goes, Sonic the Hedgehog. And the the real guy, Ron, goes, Wow, yeah, I heard that was shit. <laughs> oh and it's like, God. Wow, what a weird reaction <laughs> to like. Yeah, celebrity like, talking about If you film. were with a celebrity and, and they named a film they were in, would you go, would you go, Oh, I haven't seen it? Or would you go, Wow, I heard that sucked? <laughs> um. And he, he doesn't he doesn't do it out of badness. He just gave his like honest reaction in the moment. You know, like he's like, Oh, I really liked you. Oh, I heard bad things about that film. Um It's it is so funny. There's a character in it who um I found out after the fact that the the, the he he's another actor that you'll recognize. Mm-hmm. But he was on Parks and Rec. And somewhere very early on, the guy playing the lead guy was like, oh, I'm a big Parks and Rec fan. And they went, bollocks. And that guy had to sit in the fucking room and be in the show. But they were like, we can't, we can't go down the route we had for you because there really is a chance he might recognize you. Oh. So you kind of have to just lay low. Oh. Okay, I'll um, check it out. Highly recommend it. Very fun. Yes, hopefully it's on Amazon here. I'm sure it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's an Amazon original, so it'll, okay. be, it'll be there. Yeah, um, okay, that's great. How long are the episodes? Half an hour. Great, you'll, you'll fly through them. There's like seven of them. Grand, half an hour, forty minutes maybe, but like they're fun. Grand, grand. Uh, if it's a rainy day, throw them on. Yeah, I think I think the plan is today is to do because we, like I said, we've had pretty much a wild month of it. So uh, this guy, yesterday we just kind of chilled out with the dog, went to the park, read, I read comics. Very nice day, but I think today mm. is probably just going to be much of the same, except without the park, just going to chill out at home. Mm-hmm. Watch some, watch some good TV. Read some comics. Cool. That sounds like a good plan. Um, I got marvelous Mrs. Maisel as well. Season five, it's final season. I'm trying to watch oh, through wow, that. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's great. I'm re- I'm really enjoying it. Um, they're doing. They're using a new device where they're kind of like. I say using a new device. They're like you know, it's it's very clearly set in like 1959, 1960, 1961. But the first episode opens in 1983 with her daughter in a therapy session. Oh, wow. Interesting. And, you know, the second episode opens with her getting interviewed in the mid-80s in a very Joan Rivers style. But then it goes back to, yeah. you know, the world. But it's 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 showing you... I was thinking about it as well. It's like it's showing you the career that this character could have had or has had. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they're showing you where they've... Uh, I think it's a very fun way of showing you, like, if we had been allowed to run for forever, f- forever, yeah. we could have had so much fun in the 70s and in the 80s and in the 90s. Because um, they like each credits, like once they show you a clip from the 80s, the opening credits look like the 80s show. Okay, very good. And yeah, the, yeah. the 70s look like the 70s. And like, 
you know, if we were to come back in five years and spend some time with her in the 70s, they could do it because they've shown us how much fun the fashion of the world is. Mm. There's a big musical sequence at one point, and it's like they love musical stuff. Love musical stuff. Um, I, I, I can genuinely see a Maisel Broadway musical happening. Oh, wow. Because it's so production value heavy anyway, and like, I, I wonder how they'd cover the extent of a career like that, but like, um, I could see them doing a Maisel stage show. Yeah. Take your word for it, buddy. Mm. Quick question. Take your word for it. Never going to watch this shit. Fuck you. Okay, <laughs> no. God, Kev. God, I, I, I could watch it. Never say never. Um, uh-huh. I just haven't watched. I really just haven't watched much now in the last while. But a uh, quick question for you, because I, I have not listened to the previous episodes yet because I wanted to watch the Spider-Verse and the Flash first. Have you seen both those movies? I've seen Spider Verse. It's it's. I want to see the Flash because yeah, there's so much around it. But it's also hard to bring yourself to go and see what looked like a piece of shit, and by all reviews, is a piece of shit. Yeah, where where are all these like great reviews? And I've seen it, this is brilliant, and people are saying it's great. When, and when you think back on that, think about the again. We're getting this from rumor mills and movie websites. Early test screenings show that the studio is really excited. Early test screenings have been really good and the studio is really excited. It's the best thing. It's a change of course. It's a, it's a writing of the ship. We have heard this from Aquaman. We have heard this from Wonder Woman 1984. We have heard this from Batman versus Superman. We have heard this from uh, Justice League. Every one of those films, we have been told how great test screenings went and how it's a writing of the ship and how excited the studio is for it. We love it. It, it, it's, Test screens are amazing. Every one of those films. And every one of them is dog shit. Apparently the director of The Flash is going to do Batman Brave and Bold. Like, fuck. Yeah. He might have been in discussion for it at one point, but I don't know that he is now. Uh, James Gunn was like, when I saw the first one, we saw early views of The Flash, and I knew straight away that this guy should do Batman and was going to be in safe hands and blah, blah. Yeah, I, I... Let's see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I saw somebody going, uh, you know, like it was a picture of a smiling whatever the fuck, and it was like James Gunn the day he realized he didn't have to hold, hold on to any of the old DC stuff. Because The Flash is the last... Tie. The last tie that was supposed to be universe-spanning reset for the DC universe. And I think based on this reaction to it, based on this reception and based on like like you can you can keep your mouth shut leading up to the release of a film but once everybody has seen it it's going to be harder and harder for James Gunn who is critically self-aware and able to critically evaluate a product it's going to be harder and harder for him to look at that project and go that was brilliant and I stand by it mm. he's going to just go yeah you know whatever we're moving forward you just need to you just need to burn the fucking Snyderverse let it go. Jesus Christ, it's dead. Just let mm. it go. Yeah. It didn't like look, say what you would about the MCU and them not being good lately and all that kind of stuff. They are ten times the world building universe that DC everywhere. Yeah. DC I mean, Snyderverse is just it wasn't good. It wasn't it good wasn't. then. It wasn't good now. The fucking relaunch there they did or the whatever the Snyderverse movie yeah. they did a couple of years ago, the re edit wasn't good. It's just let it die. Yeah. But, like, it's so fucking funny that, like, there are people who like these things. I know, but right? they, they just like Chris dark, and I broody, have spent, broody. Chris and I have spent the last two weeks here talking about film and stuff, and we, we, we looked specifically at Knock at the Cabin and Old. And, sorry, Knock at the Cabin and Renfield. And how much we thought Knock at the Cabin was a simple stage play-like piece of tense drama with good performances from uh, Dave Bautista and the crew. Not perfect by any means, but a good film. And Renfield is fucking trash. Renfield, excuse me. Excuse me, I'll do that again. Renfield, uh, it's a hard watch. I didn't finish it. Rash. It's so hard. That's nothing to do Um, with Nicolas Cage. It's and I well movie. no it's it's him as well um, no I'm just saying like as in like people will dismiss it because it's a Nicolas Cage yeah. movie but it's yeah. not 
it's not to be well, dismissed on, the, on that basis. But the, it's like the, it's a ripoff of uh, we, the, we were watching it with uh, friends of ours, the, and it's a ripoff of of, of uh, what we do in the shadows, essentially. Sure, but the but but the point I was getting to there was we I have spent I've literally spent the last two weeks on and get off again having and touching on the same conversation that like how good was Knock at the Cabin how terrible is Renfield I was at a party the other night and I heard someone go Ugh, I hated Knock at the Cabin Renfield was amazing <laughs> there's just people out there that are wrong Aiden and that's that's our takeaway from from uh, from this episode and from life mm, I'm right they're wrong yeah yeah hundred percent. Also, all that, all that uh, Titanic stuff. Where you, where you watching it? I have been watching the submersible stuff. Yeah, what, are, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, well, like you know, I, I feel it, it, it tr- tragically sorry for the poor nineteen-year-old uh, kid that that died. Apparently, he didn't want to go on on well, the thing. I, 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 I don't feel any more or less sad for any one of them. I feel as equally sad for all of them. Everyone fucking died on it. Like. The, that kid got a $250,000 ticket to go and see the Titanic. He was fucking very, very lucky and very fucking privileged. Well, and the 50, and the 50 trips that worked it. before yeah. would indicate that you thought you were going to be safe. You know? But yeah, but, well, you know, yeah. If, I yes, feel as bad for all of them is what I'm saying. I'm not going to like uh, separate. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, I know what you're saying. But at the end of the day, like, who wants to see the fucking wreck of the Titanic? It's like, it's like many people. Mm. Who, who wants to go to space? You know, like many people who'd go to the moon if they could. I could understand like wanting to go to the depths of the, the the ocean and doing some exploring there. But like kind of just to be able to say, oh, I saw the Titanic. It's just like, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, um, you know, we, 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 we uh, you know, any any loss of life like that is sad, of course. Mm. Uh, and I see a lot of people on the internet just saying like, fuck billionaires and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And yes, fuck billionaires. Keep they're the worst face pointed at the microphone <laughs> sorry fuck billionaires they're the worst but uh yeah. and then we had uh how many hundred refugees 700 700 refugees yeah that's fucking brutal as well yeah uh, any, uh, any loss of life is tragic but obviously yeah. those refugees and what they're going through is particularly horrendous yeah like um i think the greatest tragedy of all is how many open mics this week have been submersible jokes for so fucking many um mm. it's been it's been hard to be a part of um i also made plenty of submersible jokes i don't know they made plenty um i did go up and go hey we're all comedians here hoping to make like a submarine and crush oh um, um the the thing about the thing that i kind of got hung up on was that they found the submersible three hours after the arbitrary oxygen deadline ran out. Mm -hmm. It felt incredibly, incredibly convenient. And I'm, I'm getting weirdly paranoid because, or conspiracy theory. I mean, I've been in America for two and a half months. I'm, I'm getting into my conspiracy theory vibe. 1600 feet from the Titanic. You guys were searching twice the area of Connecticut and you weren't looking within 200 feet or 2000 feet of the Titanic. How did you not clear that area first? And then we've got the Navy saying they heard the fucking implosion more or less immediately. It's like, they knew where the fuck this thing was. They knew where it was. They, 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 maybe not, maybe not immediately, maybe it took some time to confirm it, but I think they, somebody hit a point where they went, hey, we can control the news cycle for a solid week and keep everybody transfixed on this. And uh, they did. So yeah, you're saying it was it was Smoke and Mirror's job to cover up the fact that BlackRock and JP Morgan have basically bought uh Ukraine. Uh I, I don't know the internet specifically of that. I would I would like at a simpler level, let's say uh people that weren't watching the news for a week watched the news for the week. I would say the price of ad time went up hugely mm-hmm. and media stations made a fucking fortune covering something that everybody was fixated on. Uh uh like you know i mean my jokes was like does it what what happened when we weren't it does like you remember the like they're changing the batteries on the birds type of thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was like does it take a week to change the batteries on biden you know like yeah. it's like, what saying. happened i again i'm seeing tweets i'm seeing tweets where people are like hey there's a there's a accountancy error in the american budget to the tune of six billion dollars oh and the uh the russian mercenary group suddenly turned on putin Mm-hmm. Which, which is which what, people are also saying could just be a way of Putin getting out of uh, Ukraine and washing his hands of it and being like it's not my fault. Yeah, a hundred percent. Which would be great. Like, it's I just don't know what legislation got passed in the last week that nobody was looking at. Well, that's you know the thing. I mean? BlackRock and J.P. Morgan. What they they I the, that. the two big banks 
They're yeah. basically uh, like well, BlackRock isn't a bank, is it? It's a is it a is it a is it a hedge fund type of thing or like am I what am I mixing up with the one of them's a fucking mercenary group, isn't it? Uh, BlackRock and JP Morgan back Ukraine's first development fund. Uh, so basically, oh, it's like. Yeah, so that's Ukraine Reconstruction Bank. Uh, basically, they 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 they're going to benefit off of you know it's every, like the every war record. America's been involved in, in the since like the eighteen nineties. They've also had business interests that have swept into the country afterwards and helped them rebuild. Yeah, it makes they sell the weapons to them to blow themselves up, and then they sell them the concrete to put them back together. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, crazy. that's what that is, and about all the wheat and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, don't ask me, man. I, I you know, I get my, I get my, uh, I get my news. Um, yeah. Go see Spider Verse; it's fucking amazing. See the Flash if you want a laugh of it. I want to. Uh, uh, the Machine just got added. Uh, I know. Are we don't streaming. Talk that. Yes. Uh, that looks fun. I think yeah. it's going to be dog shit, but like, yeah. I enjoy Kreischer. Indiana Jones is out next week. Oh, shit. Um, Mission Impossible is out the week after. Damn. Oppenheimer, Barbie. Damn. We've got some good stuff coming up. Damn. I'm coming back to Ireland on the 14th. <gasps> of, um, of July. July. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, it's so much sooner than I expected. We'll um, well, it's not again. sooner than I expected, but it's happening. Don't know where. Don't know when. That's right. That's exciting. Yeah. I know, I know you're not happy about it, but I'm happy about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, sure. We'll see what happens. Anyway, 